Racehorse or workhorse between the NFL draft and the Kentucky Derby, there's no shortage of odds, props, and horses to take advantage of and win cash at mybookie.ag. Predict who will go first or last in the NFL draft and everything in between. Will it be Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson to the Jags? If you've got a feeling, you can cash in on this and make much more money at mybookie. And make sure you hit up the website May 1st for some freebies because they're celebrating the 2021 Kentucky Derby with a host of free games games, spins, and chips available throughout the day in the MyBookie Casino. Whether you're looking for a legit blackjack experience fit with live dealers or just looking to bet on the next big event, there's only one place to do it. That's MyBookie. Sign up now with promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to get your first deposit matched up to $1,000. That's promo code ZABE to get your free deposit and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere and get paid with my bookie. Today's Power Lunch is brought to you by The Palm in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Sure, The Palm is great for a fancy night out, but it's also the perfect midweek spot for a lunch with a client, or lunch to catch up with a friend, or maybe even to do an interesting podcast like this. Power Lunch menu selections at The Palm start at $26 for an appetizer, meal, and dessert. Book your reservation today directly at thepalm.com, open table, or by calling them at 703-917-0200. I can make most anything on the menu except whatever you got is fine. I'm going to say some bad words. You're just going to have to deal with it. PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. Hey, you got enough money to pay for all this? You know, money, cash... Dollars, dinero. So what I believe you were trying to say is thank you. Thank you? You're welcome. What can I say except you're welcome for the tides, the sun, the sky. So if I had a van that had four seats like this and a table in between, it would allow for four people to actually be together talking, and I think it would be a little bit more relaxed. I think when I'm at that desk, it's like... I'm interviewing you, right? Yeah, what do you think? You don't have your computer to look stuff up. That's and true. You don't have the screen that we can react to. We're That's always... true. But I like it because it is conversational. And I was hoping that one time we could have two guests and I'd just have my face right here between the two guests. Do <laughs> <laughs> you sleep in this thing? I will be living <laughs> in, in this van down, down by, by the river, river. Bram. This is uh... when it's all said and done. This is where I'll be. Where do you get one of these? I mean, like... <laughs> Guess, well, you know, you see pictures of them. I've never met anybody that actually has one. I wouldn't know where to go to even get one of these things. Like, if I'm like, I want a souped-up van. It's a. Where you? Where's that shop? This would be. This is. is called. This is called a conversion van. Uh huh. And you remember the conversion vans of the '70s yeah. with the shag carpeting. Uh-huh. And the bubble window in the back, you know? Yeah. Smoke just billowing out of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cheech and Chong, <laughs> yeah. right, with the chain link steering wheel. Yeah. Weed, sex, Scooby-Doo. That's what they were all used for. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. There's yeah. a couple companies that do what are called upfits of vans. Now, this ProMaster is your typical work van. You'll see Amazon Prime driving the shit out of these. Uh-huh. A lot of plumbing companies. It's got the high ceilings. Yeah. And a company in Minnesota, Waldock, upfit it. And it's uh, it's not bad, but you know me, Bram. I'm always looking for version 2.0. Just don't <laughs> well, tell the missus. When you're done with this, let me know. I might buy it off your hands. I kind of like this thing. Would you really? I don't know. I love it. I think it's cool. It I mean, feels I don't comfortable. Know what it, I don't know what this thing costs though. That's the problem. And what I'm, do you, what do you think? Cheap. <laughs> what do I think this is? Yeah. 
Whole setup, soup to nuts. Everything? Yeah. The chairs are really comfortable. Those are extra. I know okay. that for a fact. Okay. Right? I know that for a fact. <laughs> uh, I, 125? Way, Way over. over. Really? Yeah. Jinx. 65. All The whole thing? Yeah. Wow. That's not so bad. Now, you can get I was these. eyeing Teslas, and those things are like, not this, and they're way more than that. Oh, look Porsche at you. Porsche is now doing that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Porsche is doing what? Just all electric. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hope the electricity grid doesn't go out due to a big solar flare. <laughs> Can't get one <laughs> things- in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Don't get it in Texas. Oh, my God. Bram, it's good to see you, buddy. Nice How you been? Too. I'm doing great. Yeah. Thanks for having me out here in a parking Finally. lot. Finally. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right. In the parking lot, side of the yeah. road, just talking sports, life, NFL draft, calling games in the NFL. I mean, By this is way- actually 100 times nicer than most of the studios we worked out yeah. of. So, I mean, frankly, you know. Do you remember <laughs> the days? with you. Oh, oh. All right. You, quick the- story. So, so we're moved into the 1801 Rockville Pike Studios, mm-hmm. and it's a fucking war zone. And our boy, Todd Castleberry, love him to death. Peace out there, Todd. He's selling it like, oh, this is just, we're going to get this cleaned up after a while. It was week after week after week. Right. Shit piled up everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I finally hustled people together. I said, okay, you producer, you here, let's go. Let's start moving this here. I started cleaning the place up. Todd pulled me aside, didn't like it that I made him look bad because uh-huh. I was the one taking the initiative to clean the fucking place up. Yeah. Is this uh, Wisconsin Avenue? Is this the- no, this 1801 Rockville Pike. Yeah. Okay, that's Wisconsin Avenue. But the Avenue. studios before that, as you remember, Brookville Road, the roof leaked. Well, the roof the roof almost caved in there. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I don't, that, that, we almost died. Do you remember building. who called OSHA? <laughs> no. Me? You did? You never heard that story? Did you get in trouble? I'll Did tell you guys out? this story. My podcast listeners have heard it at least th- two or three times. Uh, the roof is leaking on the equipment. Our engineer at yeah, the time, yeah, yeah. Merle, who had a criminal yes. record. Nice I, fella. Decent <laughs> engineer. Jack Daniels in the freezer. Well, like he and, liked it cold. And old school pictures on the phone that he would share with you that he should never share with anybody. Uh, they were uh, of his girlfriends. He's like He thought this was a way I'm going to commiserate with people. <laughs> That's a crime. But he didn't seem to totally get that. And, you know, working in radio, you meet unseemly characters yeah. at midnight doing that shit. He was our chief engineer. Yeah. Okay, so he's been tasked to help keep the equipment from bzz, bzz, frying because the roof is dripping down into the equipment. That so they put up an to, elaborate right? system of tarps <laughs> and plastic. You remember this, right? I do, yeah. <laughs> and the water started accumulating yeah, over yeah. our heads in the studio in the tarp. Yeah. They blamed the rain on that one. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't blame Duh! the design. They blamed the rain on that one. Well, we didn't yeah. think it would rain. Wait, well, it rained? Yeah. We get, We're we not get, in Los Angeles, pal. We get 56 inches a year. I just right. looked it up. Yeah. We'll never get yeah. rain like that again. Yeah. I've right. heard that before. <laughs> yeah. we get, so, are you wired to the equipment that's getting wet? Well, I mean, Basically. we're all going to die. I mean, like, you know, like that's the one thing about technology that hasn't changed with what we do is if a pile of water hits anything that we're using right now, we will all get electrocuted and die. And this was on a well, it'll be bad. Yeah, it's, it's going to be bad. I, I don't yeah. know, but it's I don't want to be anywhere near it, that's for sure. So, as the water kept accumulating and sagging further and further day by day cuz this was not one day. They're like, "Oh, that's good enough." <laughs> I called the Maryland Office of Safety and Health Administration, OSHA. And I called in, I snitched them. I said, we got a problem here. 
We're at 18, we're at whatever, 8750 Brookfield Road, Silver Spring, and I'm worried for my safety. Hung up. Oh. Next day, ding dong, front door, here's OSHA. All management is scrambling now. Ah. There's a buzz yeah. through the building. What's going on and everything? Yeah. And they come in with their clipboards and their yep. hard hats. That's right. They're taking notes and everything, and I'm in my office going, oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> I'm like, they're going to shut this shit down. We're going to be off for three weeks, <laughs> full pay. They end up leaving. Nothing really happens. I'm like, hmm. And I said, I got to go talk to Todd. I go into Todd's office. I'm like, hey, boss, what was that all about? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he, he goes, oh, yeah, just some people from OSHA. They wanted to make sure that we had uh, some extra tape over the outlets to make sure there wasn't any shorts. And I go, so that was it, huh? He goes, yeah. Yeah, they said it was fine. Just keep an eye on it. And I walk back to my office crestfallen going, oh, fuck. They're not going to do anything. OSHA. OSHA was no help whatsoever. They eventually had to replace the roof, and it did stop leaking. But, man, it was like pulling teeth to get it done. I think Bennett, our then uh, boss, our boss boss, yeah. wanted to get a deal, so he was trying to trade it out radio style. Like, <laughs> right. hey, how about a, a deal? Yeah, the every, roof. Yeah, yeah, we'll trade roof. you spots. Yeah. And the roofers are like, yeah. no, we don't advertise. Yeah. We're roofers. <laughs> right. Dude, what do you think of Jerry Phillips? Would you like to advertise on his morning show when he talks to his nuns? You know, oh, like, my not God. Not really. Good times. We'll take $20,000. Thank you. A quick related yeah. story at WHO TV in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, you know, they don't train. WHOT? Hot. WHOT. Hot. Hot. I'm Carol from W Hot. <laughs> <laughs> I mixed my letters. WHO in Des Moines, Iowa, you know, they throw you out there as the reporter and also the photographer, one man band. You used to drive the live truck and have to put the satellite. The big boom antenna. Remember? So they didn't train people, and somebody there, it was right after I had left, uh, the... I think she was a sports reporter. She put it. She went to go cover something and put it right into a power line, <gasps> and it zapped her and the f- photographer. Did it fry her like a yeah, bug? Sucked them under the sucked them under the van. You could read about this. Yeah. This is big news. Like literally, explosion electrocuted. Dead. OSHA came. What? No, didn't die, but had. I'm sure has had lifelong issues, neurological and physical. Jeez. Sucked the people out under, of the van and okay, under the van. I want to say whoever was touching the van was um, uh, the photographer. The male photographer was sucked under. She went to try to like save him, and then she got electrocuted and sucked under. Oh. Like the whole thing went nuts. And it wow. was just from you know, m- you know. And I mis- bet I bet management made him take a vacation day to recover. <laughs> One. One day, right? You get one day one of day. Yeah. One day. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. funny. You mentioned all these people. It's like, I feel like we lived in, in like, an episode of The Office, now that I think about it. Like, Merle, Interesting people, yeah. Merle was kind of Creed. He was you know? very Creed, like, but with a criminal record. Of course, while, Creed has yeah. a criminal record. Remember, he's yeah. like, I go by seven aliases. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is how I avoid debt. Don't be offended. I think there's a little Dwight Schrute in you that's coming out now where you're like, I know how to call OSHA, and I will do it. <laughs> Everyone else in The Office wouldn't even know how to do something. Something like that. Yeah. I'd like to think of myself as Jim, you know, but I think that's you were kind of easy biased. go along, get yeah, along, Jim you know, Halpert. Yeah, yeah, biased. And, you know, I don't want to call Todd Michael Scott, but, you know, he feels Todd he feels had like some Michael Scotty tendencies right now. Yeah, he's in that role. <laughs> Who do I call when Zabe gets told to move this thing again and not, we just get no yeah. seatbelts and we're riding along? <laughs> I have done a live broadcast while this was moving. <laughs> 
That's right. It was last week in Louisville when oh, we were on bourbon tours. I saw you go ago. down there and do that. You know, I'm a big horse racing person. Yes. Derby you, week. Do so. you still do stuff for the, what is it, the horse racing network you do stuff for? Uh, America's Best Racing. Okay. I do. They're, uh, they are a marketing arm of the Jockey Club, which is a okay. major marketing arm of thoroughbred horse racing. I've been working with them for five or six years now. And you're still with I, them? I'm still with them. I did not go to the Derby, obviously, last fall because right. of what was going on. And I'm not going to go this week because I just... Everybody in dresses and masks, you know, and not 100,000 people and not having It's not the same. same. It's not the same. Wait till so, next year. Right. Yeah. See you in 2022. All right. Well, maybe we should do something to combine then. Do you like bourbon? I love bourbon. So I saw you, you were down there, and, and, yeah. uh, and I, you know, part of the best part of Derby Week is if you can get into the parties of the distilleries, that's the real best part of the oh, whole thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, the Maker's Mark party is, like, famously awesome, whether yeah. you like their bourbon or not. But, like, they also, sure. they're one of those, like, they own all of them, and you don't know it type of thing. Like, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you get a little bit of everything there. Bram, Bram's pony prowess came out when we went to Vegas one year at the station because he parked himself over at the pony place. Mm-hmm. He was betting the ponies. Yeah. You were like the only guy. Yeah, how'd you get into the ponies? My back dad. My okay. dad. My dad uh, used to. My dad was older. He had me when he was fifty. So by the time I was in high school, he was basically retired. Wow. You know, and he just loved going to the track, and he would. I don't know why he lied about it because we always knew, but he would like, I'm going to go get gas in Laurel, you know, and like, why? And he's like, it's 10 cents cheaper. And we're like, okay, pal, you know, like, have a nice ride. Four hours yeah. later, yeah. a couple trifectas. I got that gas for you. Yeah, Dad's so, home. Yeah. He taught me how to read a form before he taught me how to throw a ball. So That's he great. got me into it as a child and I've always yeah. really loved it. And for anyone who hasn't like gone to one of these big events, I, I defy you to name a better like game day live experience than the Kentucky Derby or something like that. It's It's a spectacle. It's incredible. Two questions. Did he ever do anything worse than break even? My dad? Yeah. That's what gamblers are always like. I just broke even. Right. That's That's default for (laughs) six-figure losses. (laughs) With my father, to define winning is, did his horse come in first? Yes. Did he make more money than he bet? Probably not. But he defined winning as his horse came at first. Ah. But the trick was he had so many of them, the odds were in his favor that one of them would come in first. And so he always right. left a winner at some yes. point. It's like yeah, a guy yeah. in a slump. He goes to the roulette wheel, puts something on every number just to get a win. That's yeah. right. Like, we would go like every once in a while. Thanksgiving became a thing, actually, for us. where We would go to Laurel Park. And we'd, we'd go because really? they'd start the races around 1030. Everybody gets a free pie. <laughs> These are the most expensive. I can only imagine, Carol, what yeah. the track on Thanksgiving would look you'd like. You'd actually be shocked how many people are Really? There. Yeah, you'd be yeah, shocked. What, the, what was the quality of the people besides you know, the Weinsteins? You know, listen, I like the sport, okay? So no comment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were with your people. I'm with my people. So we would go there, and like often we the whole family would go. Actually, my dad turned this into a thing. We'd, nice. go, we'd come back by mid-afternoon. Okay. By the, whatever the Cowboys game was starting. If Washington was involved, I had to be home a little early to sure. prepare mentally for it. If they weren't, just get home by then. We would have the whole family. And, and invariably, at some point, he'd say, all right, everybody give me 20 bucks, you know, because we're going to pool and get a big bet. And he would make the bet. And then he'd be, like, screaming and yelling, that's our horse. We got him. We got him. Everybody's like, yes, yes. Oh, and man. he'd give us all back $15. That's great. <laughs> well, what a great of. dad. No, but still, I like yeah. that, though. That's yeah, a good yeah. family experience right there. Yeah. Bram started his television career in Nebraska, Carol. I know yes. you're aware of that. Yes, Bram and I go way back because yeah. I was Iowa. He was Nebraska. How did an East Coast Jew like you end up in Nebraska? And boy, were you a fish out of water? Uh, sent eight thousand tapes like anybody else, and they're the ones that called. Okay, so this I was out of where'd you go to school again? American University. You're at American University. Yep. You get out in what year? 
uh, 96. With a degree in? Broadcast journalism. With a dream of? Doing what I'm doing right now. Sitting here talking to you about why well, I in think sports at some point. Sitting in a van. Sitting in a van. In a no standing zone outside yeah. a restaurant. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I, I, I knew what no, I wanted no, no, to do no. when I was a kid. No. You probably did too. I well, knew what I wanted to do when I was a kid. Well, it changed yeah. a bit over time. I mean, did you really want to be play by play man on the radio for a football team or did you want to be on Sports Center, which you were? Did you want to be. You want the, the honest answer to that? Yeah. I had absolutely no visions of ever going to ESPN whatsoever. I know. None. But who would? To me, it's like the show. Well, be, and that's why I tell you, like you obviously you understand this. You understand this too. Like to do what we do for a living for as long as we've done it, you have to one have an ego, you know, at some point that you can either have in check or not have in check. Right. But you have to have it, and you have to be unbelievably persistent, and you have to literally see through these visions of these things happening. And if you don't, you're not going to luck into any of it. Right? That's true. You're never going to luck into any of it, and so. I yeah, I used to listen to Frank Sonny and Sam and pretend I was Frank. So but I never watched Dan Patrick but, and Keith Olbermann and said I want to be them. Never did that. But happen. my key question is, did you want to be on TV, which you were, or did you want to do radio play by play? I wanted to do both. Like okay. I grew you up. You wanted it all. Yeah. You wanted love, seven jobs like Johnny Holiday. I have them and now. Not give up any of them. Well, you do too though. You I don't know, make jobs. Well, like, I don't know how you do it. Like, uh, you're on air for eighteen hours a day. I don't know how you well, do they're it. They're starting to whittle away, right, Carol? Uh, well, we're gonna talk about that. Well, in a now that you're both living the yeah. dream, uh, how does it feel? Like now that you both so, are doing what you always wanted to do. <laughs> no, Bram's <laughs> doing what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, like the, I didn't want to say anything. I was just right. trying to add. I'm so, happy for him. We yeah. could talk about that if you want. I'm like I'm aware that I'm not the only person that wanted to be the voice of the Washington Football Team. Uh, yeah, but I didn't even bother right. applying because I knew I had no chance. Well, I mean, but some people would say that I didn't really have much of a chance because I didn't really have much of a background in play-by-play. I had a little yeah. bit. You know, more more so than people gave me credit for. But I certainly. I wasn't Buckants. You know, like I hadn't right. done 20 years of Wizards games, so it wasn't anything like he that. He didn't have it when he started. I, I know, I know. But we, even when, by the time he got the Wizards, he had done Navy and he had done yeah. a lot of other things. Um, I never really tracked in that direction, even though really in the end, that's the job I really wanted. Yeah. And I, I mean, frankly, like when, when I got it, it was, I, I was kind of out of my skin for a moment. Because even yeah. in going to ESPN, I, I still, I never, when I first went up there, I'm like, this isn't going to last very long. One, because I'd never done television before like that. How long did it last ESPN? Seven years. That's long. I turned down a contract to stay. Well, that's crazy. I know. That was the dumbest thing I've ever done. Okay. Well, financially dumbest thing I've ever done. Okay. And why did you turn it down? Because you felt like they still weren't squaring up with you? Yeah. You were were in, he was in, SportsCenter commercials. Commercials. Yeah. And while you did the weekends, which I'm sure wasn't very fun from a family standpoint, that's high visibility. It was. You were in high leverage spots on SportsCenter. I watched your ass a lot. Yeah. And I was like... That boy made it to the show. He was with us at 980. He's in the show now. It's fucking great. It was. I, I mean, I loved my experience there. Yeah. I, we didn't really like living in Bristol. Or we didn't live no. in Bristol, but we didn't live like living in Central Connecticut all that much. I don't blame and, you. I was at ESPN yeah. briefly at ESPN Radio, and I got a vibe for how creepy it is up there. It's it's creepy. It's, it's different. It's the darkest <laughs> state I've ever seen. It gets so dark at night. It's all woods, Carol, and it's hills. Lovely people. But Bristol itself is just kind of weird. The and the facility, which is amazing in yes. itself, like and and um, the longer I'm away from it, the more I really value um, having seen not just the quality of the programming, but the quantity of the quality is really astounding. Of how much they pump out on a daily yep. basis, and now that they've added streamers to go along with it, 
I can't imagine how they're doing this because they've let a lot of people go. And yet every time I watch something, it never looks public access. It never looks regional. Well, better like, not. It, 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 from right. the money they spent on the studios? Correct. Holy like it, shit. But, but I mean, I'm talking about just from the production side of it, too. I mean, yeah, they have all the toys. But just the amount of quality that they're able to put out is really amazing. And, like, I loved being on Sports Center. It was fun. But, like, you know, like anything else, once you've done it 300 times. It becomes a job. It does. And uh, I didn't mind the hours, actually. It wasn't great for the family. But, like, I didn't mind the hours. I actually liked when I ended up in that. And it really, it's too long of a story to tell why I left because it's just so complicated. Uh, we, got, and, we got time, you know, Carol. I, I mean, because you really... Yeah, I mean, because really... Go ahead, start at the beginning, go slow, don't leave anything out. <laughs> uh, is that what you really want to talk about? You want to no. talk about my time at ESPN? No, you've talked, no. You talked quite enough. As long as you're at peace with... I am. Uh, uh, Hell, he just landed his dream job. He did. So By the way... His choices led him to here. We have something similar in that I turned down an offer from ESPN Radio in the fall of 99 mm. from then-program director Len Weiner. Now, it was not written in paper, didn't even have a number on it, but he said... Hey, you've been filling in for us. We really like you. We'd like to offer you a job. Mm. And I said, Well, I'm going to have to think about it. You know, I'm not, my family's down in D.C. I'm from D.C. I've got some other things I'm thinking about. I can assure you, his face was like, What? <laughs> You're saying maybe to ESPN? It's that the was their now. attitude. It's the same now. That, that hasn't changed, and um, I don't blame them for having that opinion of themselves. Because they can. They, well, the truth is their quality is so much higher than just about anybody else's on that scale. Like, do they produce games better than NBC or Fox? No. I mean, it's the same. You know, same or you no. nuance to figure out which one you like better. But, but they have the leverage of, the... of a number of people that are just as good almost want the jobs. Of so course. They, mm-hmm. Yeah, so they don't have to pay except for, for a few stars. I mean, like... I, I'd work for them again. I just wouldn't work up there again. Well, that's the luxury some guys like Van Pelt and the L.A.-based guys have now. They've broken free from Bristol. More and more and more, I think you'll see more of it because the technology has allowed for people to create almost really anywhere, and that's been, you know, Thank you, pandemic. Yes. The pandemic for our industry has been eye-opening for a lot of us. I'm sitting in a van outside of the Palm with you, and you'd never know we weren't in a studio. You tell me. Keep overselling it, Bram. Yeah, well, in 1999, (laughs) because I want you to give me the van. In 1999, if we were in the same time, you could have taken that ESPN radio job because you could have done it from home, and they know that. And you could have easily done it. Right, exactly. You wouldn't have to move there. That's true. That's true. But they, they also have the mindset of, we want you here. Because they got to get you in the meetings, they got to get you on the memos and everything yes. else. They want to control their their message. That was why I ended John up Anderson saying had a great line about that. What's he used that? to call for Sports Center when he would go, and he hated the meeting. It was six hours before the show. It's sports. You don't know what's going to happen in the next six hours or whatever the stupid you know whatever right. you think is going to happen. Here's our plan for correct. Today. <laughs> he would call this the reading of the rundown, where we would just sit there and go, "It says right here what we're going to do." Why are we talking about it, right? And in the meantime, we someone's going to get traded or cut in the next four hours, and this doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Even the night ones were the most ridiculous ones, where they would be like, we're going to start with this. We're like, no, you're not. This is wasting when, our time. Right, because when Luca hits some half-court shot, we're going to lead with that now, yeah. right? Like, it's yeah. dumb to even say you're doing any of these things. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Uh, yeah. um, I would love to know uh, what it's like for you to have a female partner in the booth and how that and I, and that female is your boss julie donaldson the because, executive vp of programming for the washington football team because she's, she's great 
She's great. No, she's one of my <laughs> closest friends. We yeah. just had brunch the other day. But Hubble ha- brag. <clears throat> no, we've been friends. Well, how's that a brag <laughs> that kidding. Julie and I are friends? I'm we've kidding. been friends for a long time. Humble brag. <laughs> so I'm just wondering to have, because uh, just the tone of her voice will turn people off, and you get your dream job, and it comes with the challenges of having... Off? The I'm tone just talking, of her voice? I'm not talking about her voice. Oh, her okay. voice is, de- you know, delightful. I'm just hot. talking about females in general of being in a place where a lot of people think you. they don't okay. belong. Uh, okay. Well, I like to think, actually, that we're beyond that. Because, you know, my best experience at ESPN was working with Sarah Walsh. You know, like, we, we really yeah. just got along really, really well. That was when I was doing the mornings. And we were just terrific Really good friends more than anything, and, and as you know in this business, you know too, that ain't always the case. Yeah. Like people can kind of pretend, you know, to some level, and there's always professional respect mainly. But to be actual literal friends and get along that way, like we had that, I think that was that was one of my big, that was one of my big regrets was allowing that to not really go to whatever degree it would have gone because I thought we were a good team. But um, I don't really, I just, I don't know. I think this conversation feels like twenty years ago. I would understand where you're coming from. I just. Women being ubiquitous in sports media does not seem to be an unusual thing to me anymore. And so I didn't think anything of it. And I know, like, it was a big deal that she had a specific full-time role in this. And I'm I'm not trying to downplay the accomplishment of doing that because it was at first that she was literally in a booth doing that. But Susan Waldman's been in the Yankees booth for 25 years. Um, Hannah Storm and Andrew Kramer are calling football games together, a mm-hmm. female booth on Amazon. And I don't think anyone really bats an eye at that anymore. And Julie, you know, she does a terrific job mm-hmm. with the team, a really terrific job. And so I don't, I just never really, I appreciate that for her, this is a really important thing. And for, you know, for women in sports, it's an important thing. Another thing to put out there and say, look what's happening here. Like, she's an executive with the team. She's running a media department. She's full-time in a booth and not just a sideline reporter. And for me, it was just, like, I'm just working with another pro here. Like, I was, there was never anything about it that felt really any, any unusual about that. You pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were testing him. Oh. Wow. No, How about that? No, I I'm know. kidding. It is a question every time I hear a female voice play by play, whether it's, you know, uh, uh, Doris Burke or somebody that's right. doing the color. And it's in a place where a lot of people think they don't belong. I've heard the whispers. I hear people say, oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. And I, I'm constantly defending. You know what? I never played football. I'm sure there's say... plenty of people to look at me and go, why would I take your opinion on exactly. it? You never actually played exactly. for them. And, and they have... <laughs> You're right. Did you have to feel like you had to defend it ever? What? Her? Um, just the whole team. No, not team. her. The, the whole team? team? Because one, it were... wasn't my choice, you know, so she's the one who hired people, you know, so so that's not my choice to defend it. Nor do I feel the necessity, we talk about this, like, because I mentioned earlier, you know, I didn't have a ton of play-by-play experience. I heard that as a criticism when I first got mm-hmm. the job, and I, I thought that was a fair criticism. I've never felt the necessity to defend myself here, like. I've been covering this team for 25 years. Yeah. yeah. You know, no one's going to know it better than I do. Yeah. Oh. Intimately. You Bram, know, so. you, Bram, you and I lived it yes. in the early 2000s when you were the beat reporter for 980. Yeah. And I was doing night times, including night times from the park itself in fucking thunderstorms <laughs> under a metal tent. That was a doozy. Was Merle there? No, he was not. But, okay, so it's 7 o'clock. In nighttime programming, I'm out there at Redskin Park for training camp, middle of August. 
Thunderstorms roll in. It's just me and Scott out there alone, basically, with a bunch of equipment. Boom, boom. And we're begging to say, we got to wrap the show up. We're worried about our safety. Oh, no, you know, hold on. I think they're passing through. We just got to get you to, like, 9 o'clock. I think it was a two-hour shift. Mm. So Bram would be on with us all the time, and there's just funny anecdotes from back in the day. I mentioned this guy, Davis Mills, who is this Stanford kid who mm. may be on the Skins radar or the Wolf's radar. And I thought, hmm, Stanford, scratch his chin, Todd Husack. <laughs> <laughs> the eight ball. You yeah. remember Todd yeah. Husack. He was, he was willing to talk to you. And I remember you and I once uh-huh. got into it because I accused you of pumping him up only because he was the guy that would be willing to talk to you. And you're like, that's not true. It's funny. That was your personal. <laughs> yeah, just no. That was just a. There was just a little anecdote from back in the day. But and I remember the time that you. This is great. Bram said, "Oh, today at practice, Dan was there with Sonny, and I think who else was with him? Probably George Michael, something like that. Probably, yeah." yeah. And I was I, like, I've told this story a million times because I nearly didn't have the career I had off of this one particular story. And okay, so basically, now you have my attention. yes. So basically, I'm, I'm like, oh, Sonny was there, and so and so they were watching practice, and Bram's like, oh yeah, Sonny is Snyder's dog, D A W G, just like that. He goes, <laughs> right. oh, he goes, that's Dan's yeah. dog. Yeah, yeah. Someone tattletale yeah. then got in the ear of the Redskins management and said. Did you hear what Bram over on 980 just called Sonny Jurgensen? Uh-huh. Snyder's dog. Yeah. D-O-G. Yeah, yeah. Like here, little like. run him on a leash. He said to me in clear, unmistakable terms, rhetorically and with accent and inflection, dog. Ooh. And I laughed and you laughed and we got it. Everyone else got it. They almost didn't. And thank God for Todd Castleberry. Right. Let, you know, let's give him his credit. He tamped down that fire and said, listen, he played him the tape. He goes... I got some good news and bad news. Yeah. The good news is he did not call Sonny Jurgensen Dan's dog. The bad news is your your guys are very unhip yeah. to think that. You don't know the parlance. Yeah. Did I tell the story right? Yes. I mean, it's important to note that in the year 2000, that was a proper word to use to call somebody their friend. Because <laughs> in 2021, no one's walking around like, hey, dog, how's it going? <laughs> I know, that exactly. one's, right, that one's out now. But you know the follow-up with Thompson, right? Like, what happened? No. I told this story on the air recently after John died uh, because he he was part of this, too. So... Those 24 hours were, were frightening for me. Yeah, Cuban I mean, Missile I, Crisis. Yeah. I I've was, had those. Yeah. You know, I was, you know, I, first off, that was my first season covering the team. They didn't know who I was from a hole in the wall. Yeah. And um, so they had no reason to trust me or like me or give me the benefit right. of the doubt. And if they had, fi- if they had told Todd, you know, vehemently enough, he's not allowed to come out here anymore, they would have found a new person to cover the team. And I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you about all these things. Yeah. So todd and bennett fortunately really defended me and did the you're classically unhip and yeah and they realized it and they backed and down i can't remember the name because he was he was in the front office he was a team president or something like that was the one who really shook the trees about the whole thing and we were all doing shows live from there john thompson was doing his show live so the next day i came in for practice and i'm you know nervous you know like really nervous because i don't want to see any of these people because they may be like you got off this time kid but next time we're gonna off you you know like do you like know, the fuckers yeah we're watching you yeah it's like the de niro thing <laughs> keep walking down there it's in there keep walking down there you know i'm like waiting for it to happen 
And uh, John Thompson had uh, someone driving him in a golf cart, of course, because he's course. not walking around to the back of the park in any way. My name going is bullshit. Yeah. Too hot for yeah. the old coach. So uh, he pulls up next to me and he, in his cart and he said, get in, I'll give you a ride. Just like happened to be pulling in when practice was starting. So I jumped in his golf cart. We're riding around the back of the park. And the, the uh, front office executive, who was the one who made the call. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Paul about... I didn't want him fired, happened to be walking out of the building at the same time. John Thompson asked the driver to stop the golf cart and said, hold on a second. And he looked at this guy and he goes, hey, look here, motherfucker. <laughs> you, you ever mess with him again? You mess with me, motherfucker. You oh, know, and, my and God. When, you know, and you've experienced I never got the wrath, but like I saw it many, many, many times. I saw it. Wow. And, you know. He could make grown men cry on command. It was like you, you, <laughs> under, not a good cry. Either. No, like I saw people weep, you know, in front of him because he laid into him about <clears throat> something. And, wow. you know, and more and more, more, you watch it and you go, now I know why they played so hard for him. You know, oh, yeah, he could imposing he could, presence, imposing presence, intimidating his voice would shake your bones, even like out of so his deep. element, yeah. not involved with his sport, yeah. long since retired. That's yeah. the way he carried. Yeah. But the beautiful thing about Coach Thompson was. That's how he was to his own guys. Anyone in the radio building, he defended me on the Brunel thing. Yeah. Because when I got in trouble basically on air on Comcast, and you were there at Comcast, post-game show going, you ever think about just telling Coach you're ready to sit down? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say it quite that way, but it was close. And I'll grant you it was a dumb question because quarterbacks never give up (laughs) their starting job. And Brunel was smart to hang on for dear life. He sucked at that time. Of course, he didn't like it. He bitched to the Redskins. The Redskins then bitched to Comcast. Next thing you know, I'm off the show for a couple of weeks. Okay, whatever. But Thompson told me, he's like, my my son Ronnie's there, and I told them over there, this bullshit. You know, he's like, I stuck up for you. Yeah. Which was great. I know. I knew a coach from doing the radio show with Feldy. We'd come in. He'd come in every day after our show was over. I never saw that side of him. I never heard of him. He didn't want people to see that side. A kitten next to me. He he switched to the other end of the spectrum. He was the nicest, most gentle, most sweetest man who never cursed. And as soon as I left the room, Feldy said he went right into truck driver. Oh sure. Yeah. (laughs) But he was just so respectful because I was a lady. And what did he love more than anything itself? Sausage? Yeah. Sausage sandwiches. We would get those sent to the station by who was it again? 
Some company, some restaurant, sauce, and, and boy, Thompson lit up like a kid. Yeah. Sausage sandwiches. Sookie, sookie. Yeah. That was another one of his saying. Sookie, sookie. sookie. Yeah. Which was a good expression for, isn't this great? Yeah. You know, that, that he, having the experience of working with him and getting to know him a little bit. You know, I don't want to pretend I knew him really well. Neither did I. You know, we but, knew him more than the average person. Yes. Like, is really one of the great privileges of this yeah. career. Like, he, he is. How about the guys he brought in, Brown? Yeah. Bill Russell came in studio. Yep. We got to talk to him. Red Auerbach yep. smoking his stogie. Yeah. It's like you can't smoke in here. Yeah. Uh, Red Auerbach gave this many fucks about smoking rules. Yeah. He Just smoked like Vance. where he, Just he like smoked Vance. <laughs> right. Oh, Vance would smoke at in studio at Channel well, Four. I mean, and until he they let him I think he did a Washingtonian article and this is like twenty six twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. The Washingtonian article, or maybe it was even the post, was a picture of him on the set with the cigarette. And, oh, and then the management said you can't do that. So right. then they gave him the key to the loading dock. He was the only one, but eventually he'd go back to the makeup room. It was fine. Nobody yeah. said anything. Racehorse or workhorse between the NFL draft and the Kentucky Derby? There's no shortage of odds, props, and horses to take advantage of and win cash at mybookie.ag. Predict who will go first or last in the NFL draft and everything in between. Will it be Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson to the Jags? If you've got a feeling, you can cash in on this and make much more money at MyBookie. And make sure you hit up the website May 1st for some freebies because they're celebrating the 2021 Kentucky Derby with a host of free games, spins, and chips available throughout the day in the MyBookie Casino. Whether you're looking for a legit blackjack experience fit with live dealers or just looking to bet on the next big event, there's only one place to do it. That's my bookie. Sign up now with promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to get your first deposit matched up to $1,000. That's promo code ZABE to get your free deposit and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and get paid with my bookie. Uh, my follow-up? is about, for both of you, how close in our business, and most people don't understand who are not in it, that you are one miss word away from getting fired at all times. Well, you've lived from, that too. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. what most people don't know about the business. When you're talking about your experiences and people are like, oh, my daughter wants to get in. I'm, I'm always like, do you understand the moment-to-moment livelihood that is in the balance? Hangs well, in the balance with Twitter day. now too, it's yeah. even more pronounced. Like you're one tweet I, I, away from getting You know, fired. you probably get this. You get this too. Like young people all want to know how do I get in this business? How do I want to get in this business? And I, I tell them, you better learn how to utilize social media properly. Otherwise, you will get screwed. I mean, yeah. quickly, and you won't even. They'll take anything you've put out of context immediately on social media. Not take the context of why you wrote it in the first place. And if it is off-putting in the lightest bit they've got no time for you well, and they, they'll, they'll search you. your history correct and they'll erase you. so unless yeah. you get to kids at like age nine before they even log on they could be in trouble because of stuff they tweeted yeah athletes get away with it because they're athletes to a certain extent if you're good enough they're not going to throw you out like the josh Hader stuff yeah with the brewers but as a media member they'll easily go next candidate and they'll move on that's right like i last night i was gonna i was half tweeting something about how the refs sucked in the wizards game and I just said, you know what? Forget it. I hit yeah. cancel. What's the yeah. point? Yeah. What does anyone care? I'm like, <laughs> why would anyone care that I thought that that technical foul on Bradley Beal was bullshit? Yeah. Right, like, exactly. Why would anyone really yeah, yeah. care? Yeah, yeah like, and never tweet during games yeah. you're angry. I remember yeah. once saying, and I think I get this. I think I got this correct, that after Rex Grossman threw his third pick of the game, <laughs> I wanted to shove Kyle Shanahan's face in it like a dog into poop because he was the one that's like, 
I believe in Rex. I believe in Beck. Now, obviously, Kyle's doing very well now, and Kyle's going to be the focus of this draft here with this move to number three. He apparently loves Mac Jones. I think he does. Or do you think they're going to – who do you think he's going to take it? I was thinking Mac Jones could fall to the skins. No, no chance. The five quarterbacks are going in the top ten, I think. Oh, I I, I, I think Actually – Oh, I'll take that bet for a buck. Five in the top top ten. I know the five you're talking about, of course. In the top ten. You sure you're a girl. Do you know about the other non-quarterbacks in this draft? Probably the best guy kind of Florida. Yeah. You know, the the part of it is, like, this is an unbelievably weak draft at a couple specific positions that typically would go like what? Defensive tackle. Okay. Defensive tackle. like and, and We have them all. Well, you know. <laughs> right? Which, which really leads to another conversation Third. about. Third. Yes. Total defense. John Allen, Payne, and uh, uh, Ionitis. Yeah. Well, no, and the fourth one, well, Sweat's an end. Montez Sweat, yeah. Uh, we can't pay all them, by the way. And considering uh, how weak the defensive tackle draft is, I do think there's a reasonable thing to say, should we trade one of those guys right now to get some major I thought Payne back? would have been the target because he's furthest out yet from a new deal. Would have gotten you something in return. Yeah, and you could keep the other guys. No, I mean, there's, this is Allen's last year, right? Uh, uh, he's, he's got a fifth-year option, so they picked it up. Yeah, they picked it up. They don't want yeah. him to go Just anywhere. Like, I mean, he's like you know, one of the heart pain. and soul people. They don't want him to go anywhere. By the way, they should have traded Kerrigan because now he's still sitting out there unclaimed. I'm hoping he'll come back. I like. I don't. Really? Yeah, I do. I, I don't see. I think he's testing the market. He'll see what's happening. Um, I don't know. Like he's still here. You know. So, I know. You know. I, I was I, shocked when I looked that up, Carol. Yeah. That he's. I mean, two years removed from double-digit sacks. Yeah. Yeah, he, o- he only had five sacks last year or whatever. He didn't play many snaps. Yeah. He was thirsty for snaps. Never missed a down. Consummate, you know, organization guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, some awesome. team should have picked him up, I thought, by now. 32, uh, he's, he's but probably, a healthy 32. He's probably looking for a, a deal that is starting-type so. money, and I don't think anyone's offering him that. Yeah. And that's really the problem. But on the quarterbacks for a moment. Yeah. Okay. Let's get back so, to So, uh, 2012. Washington trades three first-round picks to get the second overall pick. They're going to get likely RG3. I suppose if the Colts went nuts, they they take him and we get Andrew Luck. Either way, we're sitting pretty here, right? Because we yeah. feel like we got the right thing, and hindsight feels different about it By the it way, now. as I but, recall, Bram, there was never a notion we'd get Luck. Right. right. As I recall. Right. Yeah. But there's still always the who knows, maybe they lose their minds and yeah, they yeah, go, yeah. Right, right, whatever. Either way, we would have been happy, but the reality was they traded up for a superior athlete, a guy who's a near-Olympic track athlete who's got this incredible arm. They're trading up to get what should be a massive world-changing type of player, right, they for them. They thought they had. They, they thought they had, right? Year. What San Francisco did was trade three first-round picks for not a superior athlete, and I don't understand why people are not trashing them left and right and saying out loud we like all of them you do like that sounds like something i said 25 years ago in a bar at 1 30 in the morning when i'm like i like all of you like <laughs> i love all of you guys it's ridiculous like you wait a minute let me get this straight you traded three first round picks for the third quarterback you don't even know who that's going to be yet i and hear you're you telling me and it might be mac jones who no offense to Mac Jones, if he doesn't turn into Tom Brady, that is an absurd haul to give up to, for somebody who might be marginally better than Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo. That's nuts to me. I, and I, I remember agree. how I'm, Washington got trashed over making that deal for RG3. And I'm sitting there going, the dude was a practically an Olympian a- athlete. Nobody, what are you talking about? Nobody like, criticized the drafting of RG3 number two. 
at the time. So no. that tells you right there there was a consensus he was absolutely worth it, even though he turned out to be a world-class mm-hmm. douchebag mm-hmm. in addition to being a world-class athletic talent in some regards. I remember articles and a lot of talk and narrative about how you don't mortgage the future That's like right. that for— Okay, but he was going to to somebody. That's right. Yeah, he was going to to somebody. You could but say they gave up too much to get him. their future. Okay. Yeah. If Here's the thing. Francisco goes with Fields or Lance. At least I could. Those buy are into... those are superior athletes, yes. but they have some other marks against them. Yes. The Mac Jones thing could be the biggest reach ever, and it reminds me of when we found out, Bram, that Kyle stood on the table for John Beck yes. when he was in Houston. And that would have turned out to be a huge disaster. Here's the other thing with San Francisco I don't really understand here. They got a really good roster. Like, really, really. Like, they were. Like, they got had, Garoppolo. Like, I don't think Garoppolo is re- as bad as they no, think. Did you I don't, hear I don't what so Shanahan said just recently about how no one on no one on this roster is guaranteed? He said, I don't know who's going to be alive yeah, yeah, yeah. on Ask Sunday. Garoppolo. Good joke, buddy. That yeah, a, that's good that's a grim yeah. outlook right yeah, there. Really good. Yeah, follow up. Assuming we're all alive on Sunday. Right? Speaking of Garoppolo, <laughs> yeah. would, you, would you bang him, Carol? Let's be honest. He's. He does this to me a lot. And I said to him, I Where's said the him, HR department in this van? Oh, there Smith. is no HR department. I can an ask Alex that. Alex Smith question because he's in love with Alex Smith's wife and just wants her on TV and wants him. She's an 11. He wants to get Alex Smith in the van and hopefully mm-hmm. brings it. And he said, Would you, you know, consider Alex and Smith? And you didn't think he was that. You said you don't, you don't even don't think, think about that. I don't know if women think about that with men right. as like you guys do with I know. women. It men are wired like, differently. Because I said it's not something like Plus I've ever considered before. Plus you know he's married. He's Garoppolo, married and you're a good person. You're not going to go hunting for a married man. Garoppolo is a, uh, would be a thumbs down. What? Me. Yeah, big Why? thumbs down. I don't He's like, dreamy. Could you know something? Of, if you <laughs> know women, <laughs> Bram, man the man. Women, Jimmy Garoppolo. Women don't want to be yeah. with men who Better are more pretty. pretty yeah. Okay. Prettier than they are, more yeah. gorgeous. I think it's we funny don't that need that competition. I think we know how women come. I think at it's them. funny that Garoppolo dated that porn star briefly and it got out. <laughs> no, remember that? Yeah. It's like, bro, what are you doing? You're a well, quarterback yeah, yeah, yeah. in the NFL. You look this good. Ew, by You're, the way, he ew, took her to a proper exactly. dinner. That's what really got him there. <laughs> <laughs> like that was like. It's one thing that that's what you're doing on IG or something. It's another thing when you're like. I've got this lovely dinner set up at this, like, really nice high-end restaurant in San Francisco. You're like, really? <laughs> I hear she was like Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman and yeah. making woofing noises yeah. and putting lobster in her purse because yeah. she didn't know how to act. Yeah, uh, I, I back don't to get... Mac Jones, why do you think, why do you know that San Francisco is going to go with that? That's the I don't, I don't think I, you know that. I, I, know that. I, you know you can bet on the draft now. Yeah. Everything's about betting these days. Yeah. Yeah. I'm betting on the draft. I'm putting money on the Niners just, taking Mac Jones. So am I. And I bet, bet you. me. You have five quarterbacks in the first ten Look, picks. I, I, the, the, Peter King and Adam Schefter are probably the most well-sourced people in the NFL. They both have said out loud they're pretty sure they're taking him. So if they're saying it, I believe them. I believe them. And I still then, in the end, cannot believe they gave up three first-round picks to do that. And I don't – for one, I don't understand – why did they feel like they had to do that? Um, this is, I think, Shanahan and uh, uh, what's his name? Their GM, the pretty boy, Lynch, feeling their oats. Like, you know what? We've got to make a move. We're close. we got the roster together. We fell short last year. We were 10 minutes away from winning the whole thing two years ago. Now's the time to make our move. They've got mm-hmm. the most capital within the building, right, the yeah. two of them? Yeah. Lynch won GM of the year, I think, recently. 
Just got in the Hall of Fame. When you got the power, use the power, right? Yeah. But how often do you get a quarterback that high up that is immediate impact well, star? I mean, Andrew Luck was one thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they were getting Trevor Lawrence, I get it. Like, because this guy's like ridiculous athletes, never lost a game. Like, there's all these things to it that make a lot of sense to me. This one doesn't. No offense to Mac Jones. This one doesn't. I don't totally understand it. And, you know, like, I could see. They're oh, also. Oh, 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 sorry. Whoa. Had to turn on the AC. Oh, ow. Also, they're not they're not desperate. I mean, so that's the other part of it that's weird. Lynch and Shanahan both still have three, four years left on their contract. It's not like they're under some kind of pressure to make a move like this. Like, I could see um, someone like Minnesota, Spielman and Zimmer. It was trending the right way. Now it's not. Up at old Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I could see them going, we got to insulate ourselves. Go get Trey Lance. Our fan, if Kirk stinks, we'll start playing a midseason. It buys us another year no matter what because they'll get all excited yeah. about it. Because if they run out the string the way they're going with Cousins, that may not. San Francisco's yeah. not in that position where they have, like, we better do something big to save our jobs. They just did something that felt unnecessary to me. I agree. There's three sexy things in this draft, and that is, one, what are the Niners doing at three? Second is, where will Fields go? Because he has the most two-way volatility, high or low. And the third thing is, is Belichick lurking Mm -hmm. to make a move for him or somebody else? Yeah, I think think he's going to end up with a quarterback. I do. You do? I I do. I think he's going to end up with one of them. One of the big five? Yes, I do. Ooh, there you go. I think he's, like... Detroit and Carolina have both said out loud, we'll trade. Why? Because, you know, I, I don't know why Carolina got Sam Darnold. That's their business, right? Did you but, want the Wolf to be in on Darnold? Uh, did I want them to do it? No. Yeah. Okay. No, not, I, you know, and it, this is more you know, it's like, interesting you doing an afternoon show on 630 AM 630, Sports Capital, as well as being the voice of the team. You're going to offer your opinions Monday through Friday, but then you're going to call the games on Sunday. Right. How do you do that? Do you have to consciously trim your sales about somewhat strong opinions in case they go against your opinion? Like, I don't want Darnold under any circumstance. And the Reds and the Wolf just traded for Sam Darnold. Oops. I don't think my role on Sundays is to give my opinion very much. Not Sundays. But your Monday through Friday job. Well, I have to give my opinion Monday I know. through Friday. And your opinions are solid based on your lifelong fandom of the team and working in the are media. You, are you muzzling yourself? Uh, right. Are you saying? trimming the no. sails on uh, your opinions? No. I feel like that the most important thing to do that job well is just not let it be personal. That's okay. all. Yeah, that's fair. You know, as long as as long as you're not personal, I think any you know criticism is fair at that point. And then I'm not going to agree with everything they do. You so know, like calling me. Sam Darnold a vacant-eyed squarehead, that's <laughs> a bit too far. <laughs> that would go too far. Simply then, saying, I don't think yeah. he's a reclamation like, project you know, worth pursuing, that's fair game. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I think all these all these jobs that we've talked about, like being on SportsCenter, doing an afternoon radio show, being a play-by-play voice, they are all, like, they involve similar craft, but they're all very different jobs, like yes. extremely different jobs. Like, you get painted into a corner on SportsCenter of these are the things you're going to talk about sure. and, and just figure out how to color outside the lines, but just a little bit, you know, don't, don't, don't go too crazy. We've got right. a brand to protect here, you know, which I think is even more so than me sitting on a radio show going, what are we doing that for? Yeah, like, yeah. why don't you bring Kerrigan back? Like, I, I think that's okay. And on Sundays, my role is really to paint a picture and let Julie and D'Angelo be the stars of the yeah. show. And I, and I, wow, look I'm, at you I'm completely, well, I, I want it to be that way. I don't want anyone ever listening to those games going, it's about him. It's not. Like, I'm happy to be there. I really enjoy it. It was the most fun I've ever had doing anything professionally, 
by far, even with the limitations of we didn't travel, so we called games on television for the road games, and there were very, very few fans. Right. So both of those things were unusual, and I wish were different. But outside of that, like what, I know what my job is, and I appreciate what my job is there, and I don't want to wax. You know, I know. What you know, do you think is the know. most important role you have as the play-by-play voice? I'm curious to hear. Um, I think it is to give context to what's happening. Okay. Right? So that's... That could be mechanical, which is setting up down distance time. Very important. All of that stuff. I think it is very much just to you know remind people constantly. They don't. They, in most cases, they can't see it. You, they know what's happening. And then I do believe that there is some tone quality that is necessary to be heightened appropriately. Yes. When we are. Yes. You know, I don't think everything is the greatest thing ever, and I don't think every play matters most. But when it's thirteen thirteen in the fourth quarter with seven thirty to go, and it's third and seven, you know, I think at that point, uh, if know, it's a wow play, that, wow plays or wow plays, then but you like, have to put the wow into it. Correct. And you, yes. I think you do that well. I'm not here just to butter your bread. I thought that was excellent this year. I thought your call of Taylor Heineke's pylon tipping touchdown run, one of the most gobsmackingly exciting moments we've had in a long time, yes, was, was a great call. Were you happy with it? I was I was happy with it. I mean, you know, in the end, I'm, I don't know how you are with your work, but I'm my own worst critic. Very critical. I hear you about that. And yeah. so it's hard for me, actually, to listen to a lot of this stuff because – when I do, I get very hypercritical, I and I can remember all these moments where I wish I said this differently. I think we I all do, except for Carol, no. who watches her old demo tapes day, all the time. Yeah. Palm to forehead like, every was, day. Yeah. I was happy with that one, and the only thing that was really missing from that one was... Crowd? Crowd. And you yeah. guys being in person there. Yeah. Well, we were at that one oh, because right, that was were. home. Like Tariko wasn't, by the way. What, what do you think the sound in that stadium would have been? It would have been bonkers. It that would have been, been the, the biggest play that has happened there in... 15 years? It would have been as good as RG3's <laughs> electrifying. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly. Because I, it was like, oh, shit, he's getting sacked. No, he's not. Oh, shit, he's running. Holy shit, he flew like a bird and just touched know, the it's pylon. It's like the season, which was nothing you until know, it was. You know what's really interesting about it? I actually think they benefited from not having the crowd early in the year. Because especially, like, think oh. about 17 nothing early in the opener. They would have been crushed. People would have left the building. They would have yeah. same old team. This is terrible. Yeah. Boo them off the yeah. field. Yeah. And that comeback may, may have never happened. No. Right? May, you don't know. By the end of the year, though, can you imagine if they if the crowd is there, it's now 1816. They yeah. just had this play. Does the crowd and momentum, and I don't think Brady gets shaken, but, boy, that's a different atmosphere if there's 80,000 people who all of a sudden right. think they're about to see one of the greatest upsets ever. And, no, it would have factored. The factor. feeling in the building would have been... Would Brady have been would not palpable. have been shaken, but no. it would have added an extra layer of difficulty. The one thing Huge. that was noticeable is that as soon as it got tight, Brady said, okay. Watch hold, this. Hold, yeah, hold my beer. Yeah. That's why he's the best. How do you handle the wild plays when they're 20 points uh, behind? You know, like I don't even know if I'm qualified to answer that because I've done it for one year, and so to yeah. sit here and pretend I'm some kind of expert on this, like I went through, I called everybody before this when I finally got it, and we didn't have preseason games, so for me that was actually particularly frightening because I would have liked to have messed up on a couple preseason games, and nobody would have noticed me calling some Stephen Montez play, yeah. you know, in the fourth quarter of some game that no one's tuning into anymore, you know, in, right, in right. August. So our first game was a live opener, and that was that was a little, you know, I don't know. If, that's a, right that's a shaky start. That's a it, tough way to start your play-by-play career. Well, plus, like, 
neither D'Angelo or Julie had done this before either, too. So we were all doing it together for the mm-hmm. first time. So that right. was, and we practiced a lot. But I called everybody. I called Beninati. I called John Walton. You I, didn't call me. Well, yeah. I would have told you to quit <laughs> and recommend yeah. me for the job. So I, it's probably a good thing I, you didn't call me. I talked to other voices around the NFL. I talked to Mick Mixon of the Panthers. I talked to Mike Keaton. Who, do you, who, who is in the pantheon of the play-by-play guys in the NFL that you like? Rico's incredible. Well, that's TV. Is incredible. That's t- I'm talking radio. Radio? I think Mitch Holtus um, is Mitch good Holtus for Kansas City. Outstanding. He's right. been there a long time. The I Tennessee like, guy is really Mike good. Mike Keith is he's a very nice guy, too. He was beyond helpful. He reached out to me. He's kind of one of those, you're in the club, and sent me a really nice email, and we had a very long conversation. And, I also and like he's Gene. really good at is yeah. he's incredible. Like, and I, this is what I wanted to talk. John Walton, I think, is very good at this, too. He's able to summon the energy when it's necessary to right. do it. And I'm always concerned about, am I going to be overdoing it? Because I want it to, like, I don't yeah. want to. I want you don't it want to be Gus big moment. Right. Sometimes right. you yeah. have to overdo it just to yeah. translate it through the airwaves, I, I think thought. so. You I know, like, like Gene Deckerhoff, too. Dave Logan. Uh, Gene Deckerhoff's great. Dave He's, Logan, who does the uh, Broncos. He's yeah, radio he's great. He's great. I've always loved Merrill Reese, who does the Eagles yeah. forever. Merrill's got this very unique, <laughs> oh, I'm Merrill Reese. You know, he's like yes. a great voice. And it's just, I don't know. I think he has the energy. It's just its just right. How about you know? that last game against the Eagles? I've never seen an opponent just try to lay down as hard as they did. And they almost still gave it away. It was really honestly. <laughs> Unbelievable. Eagles, I don't back even, to the draft. I'd like to see the 30 for 30 on that one because I, know. I don't know what happened Like, there. what are they doing? Yeah. They're taking out their mo- – the one guy that's actually hurting us right now. I, th- I think I said on the air – I think I said on the air at some point I went uh, – I said, uh, I'd really like to check Giants Twitter right now. <laughs> <laughs> see what they think about this. Yeah. Back to the draft, though. The Eagles are the other intrigue I have uh, in the first round. Really? Yeah, the Eagles? Yeah. yeah. I – um. I didn't see this one coming uh, because they've been the most stable franchise of the four for the last 20 to 25 now years. Now look at them. Straight they, three years from the penthouse to the outhouse. I don't know what they're doing. Neither do they. And I, I hope that continues for a good long time as I, a Wolf fan. I'm very confused at what they're doing. I don't – it once Wentz was gone, after they after they traded Wentz, I'm like, well, why would you fire the coach then? Okay. <laughs> like, once they fired the once they fired the coach, I'm like, well, Wentz isn't going anywhere. I'm like, wait a minute, he is now. Like, he is <laughs> yeah. what? And then they don't know who the quarterback is. They've you know think about this one. Like they went and traded for Darius Slay. When has the Lions ever gotten over on anybody? <laughs> There's a first. There's a first. Put a one. Yeah. Congratulations, I Detroit. Know. You did I, it. I know they did it. So I, yeah. I don't know what they're doing. And then I understood them trading down, but then you keep hearing they want to trade back in. Yeah. Why? Make so, your mind up. <laughs> what do you right. want? Five-minute warning here because we're here for a good time, not a long time, and we thank you for your time there, Bram. Um, the name. I've heard you say you wouldn't mind staying with WFT. I like it. Um, you, the most important thing to me initially, and I, I've really appreciated hearing Jason Wright say this out loud, is that um, just because they're changing the name doesn't mean you throw away the history. Um, this is a... Landmark NFL franchise. It's got a tremendous amount of history and nostalgia. I don't think you just toss that out the window and get a cartoon character to be the next name because it's meme worthy. So um, while initially last summer I talked to a lot of people and, and I think they were open to like it was about 50 50. They were like, this may stay. And I've liked it. I, it is a little wonky, obviously, to say, but like I kind of like it. I think it feels traditional. I liked how they kind of branded it for a year. I thought the logos looked good. I thought all the established 1932 felt like a very old, nostalgic uniform. I really liked what they did. 
Um, I'm now 95.5. They're going to get a name in the next year. Oh, you think they will change it? I do. Because, Interesting. Okay. Well, because Jason Wright writes a blog. And right. this past week he wrote, you know, here's where we are in the process because you saw the lists go out. And he said it's not a complete list. And he goes, and oh, by the way, when we do get to the next stage, we are going to go through months and months of trademarking and merchandising and all those things. But by saying out loud, we're going to go through months and months of that. It we, implies we're doing something. You yeah. don't have to do that if you keep I watching a football team. I hear you. So they're saying out loud there's going to be a name. I just don't know what it's going to be. Carol, your witness. Uh, I would say I like WFT because I like to say WFT, WTF. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, um, exactly. No, I um, I know we go on and on about the name, but um, I don't. I really don't care. I think that I would. Li- <laughs> I really would like. Next question. No, no. I really would like some sort of character that they can meme for the young. Look what Gritty did. Uh, for the Flyers, like I really would like some sort of character. That's their mascot, kind of, though. That's the not their. They're the Flyers. There is so much that's apathy for the young with this football team. I know. That there, there is needs Red to Wolves. be something Red else. Wolves. I don't. And want I hear that. you talking no, about no. What? Is there a Red Wolf that exists in this There's area? One in the I don't woods care over there. I don't care about the down. name as much as like the buzz. There's just been nothing. And the defense last year, for people who love the team and the history and to see what they did in one year with Chase Young yeah. leading the way, that's what I love. And I just wish they could do something to get rid of the apathy that I feel and see win. now. Win. What? Win. I agree, win. We'll get rid of the apathy. Yeah, the playoffs and get a star like, quarterback. For, mo- for most of the I, D.C. area was like, Snore. Let's you know, talk about Lamar. They were Jackson. seven and nine, Carol. I know. I know. I liked uh, on the list. I like Demon Cats. Oh, for God's sakes! And it, because <laughs> please tell me you've got no influence in the. Building. I have no influence, Thank and it's not God. going to happen. But if you actually like Wiki, Wiki, Wikipedia, the the history of the Demon Cats in Congress, you actually hear an interesting story. And so there is a link that's actually very strange. It's clearly very memeable. And it shortens to DCs. And so there's oh this, there are a few things about it that actually resonated with me. I still don't want them to do that because in the end, I want them to do something that feels nostalgic and powerful. That's what I, those are the two like, things that I want them to do. I don't know why Warriors are in the not, world. Why can't we go Warriors? Because there's, a, there's an automatic, generic. and people are going to automatically link it back to Native American history again, and they just can't go down that they path again. All right, Red Tails then. I, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. And You're I the do first like team named after an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the name is, it's going to be weird for us. It's just well, not going to feel right. Weird. Yeah. But as long as there's buzz about the organization, it, as long as they're on the right path, it's just been so much like uh, it's almost like been stomach churning. All the, the you know, the, but right now with the, the Bruce Allen and the Dan Snyder and oh, the cheerleaders, boy. it's just like I just ignore as many headlines as I but can. But I mean, right now. last year on the field was the first time in a while that I felt you could wrap your arms around what was going on there. Well, I mean, the, that really felt like it was really going in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, it really did. I mean, off well, the field, I get it. There's with, still this you know, storm with Herney right. and Mayhew. We've got the best shot at doing something smart for a good long period of time. And we're, Rivera's we're, in charge. I don't yeah, know how long that's good. He is. Not no, he's, he's made still in decisions charge. that are clearly in charge. Right, but it's we've got we've got yeah. the bet. We're under the best management since you and I, Bram, have been covering the team since like two thousand. Hundred percent. And since it's the draft, my final question of the day: Who's the decider? War room Ron decider. Rivera. He'll be the decider. Yeah, I mean, he's already he's already done one thing this off season that was, I think, debated and against the wishes of what his front office would have done, which is they would not have given Brandon Sheriff a second franchise tag. And I think that is an interesting one to watch. I know, you know, talk about guard. It's not going to you know, excite everybody. But I would say this. Um, 
there won't be a third one with him, and I do wonder out loud why is he not taking long term money from this team? So there's that's a little bit, yeah, a little bit interesting. There's something there that's like, does it maybe he wants to play in the Midwest? I don't, I don't know what it is, but like yeah. Ron Rivera went out of his way to say we're keeping him. I don't, I don't care, even though we're going to pay him three million dollars more than any other guard on the mm-hmm. market. And at the same time, they must be offering him market value money, and he's clearly not saying yes to it. So something, yeah. something ain't stirring the cool. His injury one. history, though, while they're overpaying him this year, it makes him. I always thought that's one of the reasons why they didn't sign him long-term when they could because he was always injured or he just had off-season surgery. And now that might be put into play with the money might be off because of I mean, I'm not trying to put too many things together or spend a ton of your time talking about guards, but they did reacquire Eric Flowers today, so that's another thing to watch here. Mm -hmm. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, Bram, I got it for 125. I'll let it go for 100. (laughs) But it's got to be all cash. You can drive it away right now. You can drive away. I can see your head and that right behind that steering wheel right now, be, Bram. You're going to like it. I, I, would, I, could just, <laughs> I, I want this thing, and I know I wouldn't utilize it well, and then it would just sit in my parking lot, and I'd be like, I have this toy, and I, I don't play with it correctly. I, I've, I've been, family vacations. And it, well, that's the thing. It has to be able to convert to this for family applications. Yeah. But anyway, thanks for the time today, buddy. Uh, good job this first year. Good luck going forward. Let's go get a good player on Thursday, shall we? I think we're going to do that. All right. Go <laughs> So what happens now? Is the food free or do we pay someone? Of course not. They send you a bill.